Ladies and gentlemen, we got them. Welcome back to the Friday Form Panel. Toby McKinnon with you in the host chair. Greg O'Connor joins us. Greg, firstly, mate, so how are you and whereabouts are you? Oh, no, we don't have him. Oh, Ollie. Oh, no. We've lost him. Uh, the phone box system in here has played up all week. And, Dan, I wasn't going to give away you were there. I was going to give away your breeding first and foremost and see if uh, Greg knew uh, it was you by Strap Hanger out of Wahimo Dell. <laughs> let's see he's just coming back on the line now greg we've got you there now mate uh how are you and whereabouts are you yeah morning to you toby uh i'm in sunny queensland which is uh that's like warmer than christchurch was yesterday when i left it uh oh, well, earlier on in the day when it was about minus three but uh no, really looking forward to the reason i'm here the constellations which just continues to build in stature and Really looking forward to seeing one horse in particular tomorrow night. That horse will be Wahima Hanger, I assume. Dan Malecki <laughs> is here as well. You may know uh, Dan, Greg. We just heard you invited him to your wedding. I think he actually spoke at it, which was a huge risk given some <laughs> of the uh, antics we'd got up to prior to being married. Morning to you, Daniel. Yeah, hello, Gregory. I, I just mentioning... I, it was like a royal wedding because um, he is the prince of uh, New Zealand in, in all of the racing codes. They're a very important man, so it was very important for me to get to know him. And one of our first um, oh, get-togethers, uh, Greg was looking after me. I think I was um, there was some uh, race-calling um, invitations, and, and the, he mentioned Wahima Hanger one night and uh, brought about... Um, as some happy tears, didn't it? But uh, while it was emotional for me to win a, a big race over there, <laughs> I turned to Greg and he had tears in his eyes as well. Really? Oh, what? Lovely. It was, yeah, go, Greg. It was the Ordeal Cup, which is a, a decent sort of a race and a wonderful trophy, as I know you recall, but I don't know about the tears. I think it was because we won on the punt. I'm not so sure about that. <laughs> <laughs> It was a memorable uh, night, that's for sure. And, uh, yeah, uh, uh, Greg loves going to Queensland too, I've got to say. He loves going there for the for the Stradbroke Carnival. And uh, he's, uh, I think he's part Queenslander. And by the sounds of it, if he didn't bring COVID over from New Zealand, he, he certainly brought uh, a bit of a cold there. So you should be able to iron that out, uh, Greg, over the course of the weekend. Yeah, pretty sure I will be able to, certainly over the next couple of weeks. But... Uh... Yeah, it really is building to a crescendo tomorrow night with the rising sun and the superstar of Queensland harness racing and leap to fame. Is he better than that, though? Is, is, like I've seen, I mean, it's exciting to have that sort of horse and I reckon you're even in a better position to make that call, that judgment. Where we're at now, the older class of horses, five and onwards, I don't see that depth there. I'm certain the best three horses in Australasia at the moment, if not the best four, are all four-year-olds. Akuda probably fits into that category as well. But mm. I know I've seen some write-ups on Leap to Fame suggesting he could well be the best horse in the world. Um, he's sort of heading in that direction. He's so strong, he's so tough, and he's getting better. Um, and lots and lots of people that are not necessarily harness racing fans are starting to tune in and watch him. Yeah, that's right, Dan. Um I'm not with those who are saying he could be the best in the world because until he takes on the world, how the heck do you ever judge that? Yeah. He's a very, very good horse. I was lucky to see him in the in the derby last year here and I was like, wow, what what a press be even more so though is he got beaten in his two lead-up races, including this night, uh, tomorrow night, last year. 
is when Grant wants to peak him for an absolute peak performance, he mm. does, and that's what he did last year, and that's what he's continued to do. What I wasn't expecting, Dan, and I've been to Redcliffe on, on a handful of occasions, was what he did in the patron's purse last yeah. time because that that was ridiculous. I mean, he beat free-for-all horses with the plug still in, just circumnavigating them on a track that you shouldn't be able to do that in a track record time. Um, that that was blow-your-mind stuff. And I, I really quite like his barrier draw tomorrow night. Um, if, if he draws inside second row or he draws a, a, a niggly position... You, you, you know, there's, there's racetrack luck that comes into play. From there, Grant will be able to do whatever he wants, I believe, and um, he's proven he's better than these horses, so um, we're going to get to see the best of him, I think. Yep, there's no doubt about that at all. I'm with you. He's a dollar forty, but it's not going to be just there given to him because he's not what you would call a brilliant beginner. He sort of he builds up through his gears and then he just strangles you, doesn't he? Well, well that's what we've seen so far. Um, so he generally has to work for it. Um, and like you said, the Redcliffe win it was staggering. When when you understand the dimensions of Redcliffe and then look at the times, it was it was extraordinary. Um, and if anything, he, he, he had that 5% of improvement to come out of that race, to peak him for this particular race. Got to um, applaud the way they've looked after him to know that the huge preparation, the huge year they were going to have for him. And for a while there, he's he's out of sight, out of mind. Catch a wave comes along. Captain Ravishing was doing the, some of the things that he was doing as well. But now he's back. And, and I often refer to it as, you know, a Djokovic-Nadal um, and, uh, and a Federer situation. Yeah. And right now, Leap to Fame is the number one seed. I don't think there's any doubt about that at all, Dan. And uh, when they do get together in September, and then ultimately here for his own inter-dominion at a place that's um, pretty close to my heart, it'll be uh, 22 years since Yule Star won the inter-dominion. I'm, I'm staying on his street this the, the next couple of weeks. So, uh, yeah, yeah I, I mean, that, that's how big a year he's got ahead. Um, I've spoken uh, to a couple of people back in New Zealand today about how we need to get him to New Zealand. We're not going to get him there this year, but mm. you know the 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 lure maybe of um, the race by Grins in April might fit in. Um, the ultimate race for us, of course, is the New Zealand Cup, and and if you could attract him to that, then he would bring an army of Australian supporters and so much interest to that race. So whether they'll mm. ever do that, I'm not sure, but. Uh, if you want to prove he's the best, you at least have to do uh, do that by proving he's the best in Australasia. And, um, and to be fair, Akuta needs to do the same, mate. They need to mm. clash. They need to go head-to-head for us to find out. Mm. When will that ever happen, though? I mean, the, the Tabiorica, we get the, the catcher wave, Captain Ravishing, who's back in work, and he, he'll be trialling in a couple of weeks. Uh, catcher wave's pretty much ready to go. Leap to fame in top three. But with those race races, because it's for the Australian bred horses, I could only imagine possibly one race where they could all meet. It could be a miracle mile next yeah. year, but they've got to stay sound. And even then, if um, if Leap to Fame was going to go on to a race like the the race by Grins, he might meet an Akuta. The invitations are going to be out for those other horses I just mentioned as well. So the beneficiary may well, could be New Zealand. And I know for a fact I spoke to Grant Dixon, high up on the list is the New Zealand Cup. It, it won't happen this year. But I'm nearly certain next year it will be. And he wants, you know, a Hunter Cup and a New Zealand Cup. Uh, once he gets through this year, they're, they're the two races that, that, it, that he'll be eyeing off. Music to my ears, Daniel.
Thought you'd like it. <laughs> Dan, what, Dan, what about the Great Square, RC Phoenix, and rocking with attitude, and then you've just got this splattering of all different forms from all over Australia, it seems, of three-year-old fillies. New South Wales form, Courage Stride comes out of free-for-all form. You've got Hot to Trot coming out of New Zealand and, and he's building. It's an intriguing race at Great Square. It's a great race too. Yeah, the Phillies had two runs this preparation for two Group 1 wins in a in a derby in an Oaks. Yeah. Uh, and she's got gate speed. I thought she was good value, uh, Greg, in the in the Great Square, rocking with attitude. RC Phoenix has gone to a, a different level. There's no doubt about that. But I wouldn't be underestimating rocking with attitude. I, I, I actually thought she might have been close to challenging for favouritism. Well, she's going to get the lead. There's no question about that in my mind. Um, right alongside a London Tour Brick, who's done... Um, you know, some very good things around Menangala as well. I, I know you're not going to be surprised by what I'm about to say, Dan. Do not be underestimating Hot to Trot. Go back through his New Zealand form. He finished third in a derby uh, against some serious racehorses. Highgrove was a three-year-old trotter of the year. Second in that race was Double Delight, and he came from a mile off them Hot to Trot. He has good early speed. I don't for one moment think that he'll be leading, but I reckon he'll, if he can find himself in the running line and follow a good helmet, it may well be an RC Phoenix, then you'll know he's in the race. And, and I, I, I'm with you. you. You could easily back rock him with attitude at, a, at the $5 quote and have something on hot to trot as well. And um, it's, it's a deep, deep race. And, and I, you've got to congratulate Queensland on what they've done with this carnival and in particular this race because they've got what they deserve and that is a cracking contest. Greg, uh, the from Mr. Feelgood Pace, I had Ray Williams on during the week and he said he's happy to sit on the pegs and treat this like a really solid trial effectively. So that makes it a very intriguing race and I, I'm not sure if you've heard this but the movie with Dan Malecki, Swayze, is confirmed to play Dan throughout the movie which is great news and be good to see him win. <laughs> He couldn't have gone any better, Swayze, last time, could he? He's, uh, he's emerged as a, as a serious threat. This is another step uh, for him. I'm, I, again, I'm so much looking forward to seeing Leap to Fame again, but I want to see Magnificent Storm too because, mm. uh, you know, his WA form's remarkable. Uh, he's honing in on uh, three-quarters of a million dollars and um, he's going to get the right sort of run I think you need uh, as, as part of this series to... Uh, to, to get a nice feeler going into the mile next week and, and obviously the Blacks are fake. He, he's a very good horse back of his storm. I wouldn't surprise me if Big Wheels handed up to maybe an expensive ego who I just can't I just can't catch, Dan. He, no. he's, he's a great horse. He's, like, he's nearly won a million dollars, but every time I think he'll just line up and when he doesn't and when you think he can't, he probably does. So um, it's, uh, it's a big question mark for me, expensive ego, but if he stands up tomorrow night, then... You know, he's a force to be reckoned with for the next two nights. He's with the right stable, but I don't think he's gone on since about 18 months ago. That's when he peaked. and I agree. You know, he lost a couple of races on protest, which I thought he was a bit stiff, to be truthful. And since then, I'm not saying he's never been the same, but he hasn't got any better. And if anything, he's lost a bit of speed. He becomes more dour. He hasn't got that gate speed to really put him in the self in the race early. Then he exposes himself. I'm surprised he's favourite. Um, I'm, I'm with you, Magnificent Storm. Uh, he's a lovely looking horse as well as a lovely race horse. And I'm not sure where he's going to actually end up in this race, but he's just too good to ignore at that price. And and Swayze, you almost look at him as a, as a new new horse at the moment. He's in terrific form, obviously. And a, um, a, a Greg's brother-in-law actually used to uh, train the horse. 
Yeah. Greg, any quick tip, mate? You've got 30 seconds. You've got a quick tip for something to follow Saturday night or you just want to have a look yep. and then... Yep, go. No, no, I'm keen on Call Me Trouble, a horse that was trained by Zach Butcher back in New Zealand. His win uh, two starts back in a heat of this was, was just mind-blowing. If he brings that, and he was very good last time for four, so I reckon uh, have something each way on him, race four, number 15, and clearly the best bet of the night for me goes round in the Oaks. Uh, her name is Jewel Melody. Thanks, Greg. Thank you, mate.